Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Macklin's Motoring Marvels, the podcast which explores automotive news, finds interesting cars for sale in the small ads, and I tell a wee story about the car or topic which interests me most that week. So buckle up, set the climate control, and turn the volume up as we begin. Now it's time for the first segment of the day, the news segment, and it is called... What is going on, Corporal Macklin's? That's right, now is the time where I try and work out what on earth is actually going on. By that, I mean some car and automotive themed news. The first story, which is a sad one I'm afraid, is BMW i3 production comes to an end after nine years. This story comes from Auto Express and the breaking news, BMW has announced that i3 production has officially come to an end after nine years. No! The final example to run out of the Leipzig plant in Germany was part of the final home run edition and BMW has made over 250,000 i3 cars since 2013. I can't believe it has been around for nine years. It still seems like a fresh design. The i3 is due to be replaced by the iX1 crossover, which I'm not looking forward to as you might know that I think crossovers are a little bit pointless and you're better off with just either a traditional hatchback or estate. But I'm not the buying public, so what would I know? The next story is that the updated MG5 EV estate has been unveiled for the UK finally. There's been some spy photographs been airing around social media in the last few months of prototype cars being spotted at the British Motor Museum in Gaydon and also outside the Longbridge plant, but it has now officially been unveiled. So MG Motor UK has announced at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, which was a couple of weeks ago, that the new MG5 EV is set for the UK market. On Thursday the 23rd of June, the curtain was pulled off the long-awaited update. Revisions to the exterior design extend to new front and rear bumpers, redesigned LED head and rear lights, and new wheel designs. First seen on the all-new ZSEV, launched in November 2021, the MG5 will also come equipped with vehicle-to-load capacity, meaning that users can power other electronic devices using the same energy stored by the battery, such as charging e-bikes, portable heaters, or camping equipment. The new MG5 has also received interior design and technology upgrades, including a new 10 and a quarter inch widescreen infotainment system with upgraded software and is now capable of supporting the iSmart app, which connects the car's functionalities through MG's dedicated smartphone app. The MG5 EV remains the only pure electric estate car in its sector and has also proved extremely popular with both private and business customers alike, with over 8,000 finding homes since it was launched in the UK in November 2020, which is also when I got my MG3. The updated model has secured a double win at the prestigious Watt Car Awards, along with recent victories at both Auto Trader and Which EV Awards in 2022, due to its highly highly practical design, efficiency and affordability. The new model will remain strongly competitive with customers looking for a full battery electric vehicle, reinforcing MG's reputation for outstanding value for money. Commenting on the announcement, MG Motors UK Commercial Director Guy Pignatis commented, The MG5 EV has quickly established a strong following as a practical, affordable and efficient estate car, and we're seeking to build upon that success 
by offering customers an even more attractive, compelling design, as well as a generous range of technology upgrades. The MG's Get More philosophy is a key part of our approach and we believe our customers should get more as standard and we are confident that the new MG5 EV strongly reflects this. End quote. Further details on the new MG5 EV will be released soon, including announcements on UK pricing and expected delivery dates. And in more news, the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders, otherwise known as SMMT, has released some new figures showing the UK's best-selling cars so far of the year. So let's go through the top 10 of the year so far. Beginning at number 10, we have the Tesla Model Y crossover. Ninth place takes the Volkswagen Golf. The Ford Kuga sits in eighth place behind the Kia Niro, which is set to be replaced very soon. The Hyundai Tucson is in sixth place. The Kia Sportage, the new one, is in fifth place. The Mini hatchback is in fourth place. The Nissan Qashqai comes ahead to third place. Second place is taken by the Ford Puma. And in number one place, we have the humble Vauxhall Corsa, which is actually just in fact a Peugeot 208 nowadays. One thing I've noticed in this list is that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Seven cars out of the ten on this ten on this list are all crossovers, which really speaks volumes about how the buying public is buying cars nowadays. I really don't seem to understand it, but maybe that's just me. So let's leave the car news behind for this week and take a look at the next section, which is all about finding interesting cars for sale in the classified ads, which is my favourite hobby to do outside buying actual cars but I seem to be on the naughty step for buying cars and I've been told no so I've just got to look at them for now. Never mind. First I'm heading to the July issue of the Safety Fast magazine which is exclusive for MG car club members so if you've got an MG you really ought to join the club. It's not really a car as such but it's been in here for a while and it's really caught my eyes. It's in fact, it's a private registration and the registration is 6LMG, which I think is absolutely perfect for me because I was born on the 6th of the month at Lewis Mackland and I have an MG, so that would be absolutely ideal. The asking price for this plate is £9,695, um, which is probably double what my actual car is worth, um, But so I might have to pass on that, but you never know one day. Moving on to things which actually have wheels is this 1976 MG Midget 1500. It's finished in black and it's a P-Reg. It says here that they've owned it since 1995 and in 97 it had a total restoration. It's in regular use with all documentation um, and there's more photos available on request but it's in West Yorkshire and it's priced at only £4,995 which I think for a midget 1500 is very reasonable and if you've been talking to me recently you'll know that I absolutely love the midget 1500 and I'm really close to just buying one so this might be the one, who knows. Taking back even further in time we have got a 1954 MGTF 
for sale. Um, it's red and it's got a beige leather interior. It's been resprayed in 2019 with new carpets fitted throughout and it is £28,000. And also in the safety fast classified section we've got an advert from Hewitt's who seems to be a classic car specialist and we have got a V8 MGA Roadster for sale. Um, it says we've built this car over 15 years and it's fully road legal. It has a full road and circuit persona with removable road cage, front splitter, rear spoiler, aero screens, passenger tonneau cover and the build cost is well in excess of £80,000 to build an MGA Roadster um, but it's priced at only £49,995. Heading over now to the online as my nana calls it. My favourite website is carsandclassics.com and I've actually found quite a famous car for sale. It is owned by the YouTuber and friend Rover Joe so check him out on YouTube and Instagram and it is it is his 1966 Triumph Test 2 litre overdrive. He's listed it for sale. It is finished in cherry red and Joe has owned it since 2018. There's lots of history for the vehicle to show. Um, he's just selling it due to lack of time for this car, I'm afraid. Um, it's quite an early 2 litre model with overdrive. Registered on the 1st of December 1966. And the interior is finished in cactus which seems to be like a light cream with the wood finish uh, it's a four, four speed manual two litre with overdrive and it looks to be in really good condition so if that would interest you please contact rover joe on instagram or find him on youtube i'm sure he would appreciate the leads and um, just to mention the car is listed currently at £9,495 I'm not sure on Triumph values, but for a car of this condition and heritage and prestige, I think that is quite a reasonable price. So, all the best, Joe. Another car which I absolutely love and I found a really nice one for sale, again on carandclassics.com, is a 1993 Saab 900S convertible. So this is their first generation Saab 900, especially in the convertible shape. I think it just looks like a yacht and it's so elegant but yeah so it is and i just absolutely adore it this one the registration is k830 xta if you want to try and find it and it is finished in nocturne blue and looks fantastic i love the curved windscreen and the sweeping lines this particular example for sale has only had three owners and it seems to be meticulously maintained and documented with a large folder of paperwork it says MOT'd through to January 2023 and in 2016 it got extensive work including brake calipers, disc pads, ex exhaust windscreen and various suspension components along with a full respray thrown in. The interior is finished in a, looks to be a, a dark grey leather and looks to be in really good condition. So this car is on carandclassics.com if you want to try and find it. Hopefully it's not sold by the time I release this podcast. Oh, and the mileage is only 125,000, which for a Saab is barely worn in. And do remember, it is knocking on the door of 30 years old. 
Um, there is well over 100 pictures on the website, including the underside, which I really appreciate. So as you can just see here, honest and true, the card and the seller is. And did I mention the asking price, current offer, is only £6,000, which for a car of this documented history and outstanding condition, I think is really good. So if you want a slice of Sweden, give that a shout. So now that I've finished looking at cars I really want but can't afford, let's have a little story time, shall we? And today we are going to kick this segment off with telling the story of the MT3, of course. What other reasonably priced supermini would I ramble on about? So here we are. Buckle up and you might want to grab a cup of tea for this one. At the end of 2020, I was considering upgrading my 2008 Toyota Aigo. As much as I loved it, the car was starting to get a bit crusty and I fancied a little bit of luxury in my life. That was my first car and I had it for a while now and I thought it was starting to physically outgrow the car, even though I'm only 5 foot 4. Enter centre stage, the pre-facelift MG3 Formsport 1.5 VTI Tech. I still wanted to have the Aigo's formula being zippy, manoeuvrable and cost friendly, but in a bigger, more grown up package. The MG3 was firmly at the top of my shortlist, so I went out on a whim and bought one second hand and I'm so glad I did. I looked at Swifts and Clio's but the MG3 stood out for its energetic flair and of course the history and pedigree behind the octagon. On the 27th of November 2020, my dad and I travelled to Peterhead to view a March 2018 registration white three-form sport, which I fell in love with and we all now know as Morris. A quick history lesson. For those unaware, the crumbling remains of the MG Rover Group were bought by Nanjing Automotive in 2005 for £53 million after MG Rover hit bankruptcy. Skip forward two years in 2007 and Nanjing merges with the Shanghai Automotive Industry Corporation, SIAC, and work begins on new MG branded cars. In 2010, the MG Concept Zero was unveiled at the Shanghai Motor Show, which became the MG3 as we now know it. Finally, on the 12th of June 2013, the UK specification car was unveiled to the press in Birmingham. The car on sale in the UK differs from Chinese market cars with different front bumpers, side skirts, spoilers and other trim differences. Suspension settings were also tweaked by the Longbridge engineers. The UK trim levels from launch were 3 time, 3 form, 3 form sport and the range topping 3 style. The 3 style plus and lux came afterwards. The latter came with delights such as diamond cut alloys, automatic lights and cruise control. All other models bar the base 3 time were rather well equipped. Examples produced between 2013 and 2016 were assembled at the Longbridge plant in Birmingham where I have visited from knockdown kits sent over from Shanghai. All MG cars produced since 2016 have wholly been produced in Nanjing. Engine and running gear. The beating heart of the MG3 is the 1498cc, that's 1.5 litre, non-turbo petrol engine that produces 103 brake horsepower at 6000 rpm and 137 Nm of torque at 4500 rpm. The engine is modern with an all-aluminium design dual overhead camshafts, variable valve timing and multi-point electronic fuel, fuel injection. 
If you're not an engineer, that simply means that the MG3 is nippy and efficient, the qualities you want in a small car. All MG3s in the UK have a 5-speed manual gearbox, which is a delight to use with a short throw and a light clutch. Jumping up and down the gears is such fun and very easy around town. Although the MG3 is quite long geared, meaning you don't really need to be throwing the stick about a lot, the variable valve timing also helps to pick up speed. It is possible to get up to 60 miles an hour in second gear. That explains the fairly quick acceleration doing the standard 0-62 sprint in just 10.4 seconds. On the road, the suspension used on the MG3 is fairly standard for a car of its size, with independent McPherson struts at the front, vented disc brakes, and on the rear, a semi-independent torsion beam and drum brakes. This provides excellent body control through the bends and the hydraulic power steering provides fantastic feedback, which is rare nowadays as most new cars have an electric system. The ride can be a little firm around town, but this is more than made up for on the open roads, which is where an MG belongs. If there's one thing that Longbridge boffins can do well, it's chassis engineering. The MG3 is fairly light for a modern Super Mini 2, tipping the scales at just 1105 kilograms, and this helps to explain why it's so much fun to drive and throw about. The combination of the Zippy VTI tech engine and class leading, yep, I've said it, the MG3 an absolute delight to whiz around Aberdeenshire's finest B-roads in, whether it be a Sunday day out or a Tuesday commute to work. The MG3 is a pure joy to drive. The MG3 excels around town and in the city too, with responsive brakes that send force to the wheels which have the most grip, and also a disc wiping system that keeps the front discs dry and clean for whenever you need them the most. If you've ever tried to stamp on wet brake discs, you'll know how valuable this system is. On the interior, the cabin of this 2018 form sport example is a superb place to be, and the light colours help to emphasise the vast space and airiness. The red stripes on the seats, stitching and matte outlines help to add a hint of spice. The Form Sport is the higher mid trim level, which was very popular. We have air conditioning, all around electric windows, electrically adjustable heated door mirrors, AM, FM and DAB radio, with Bluetooth media and telephone, steering wheel controls and to top it all off, cruise control. Cruise control was featured in all three style models, but also arrived on the 67 and 18 plated form and three form sport models. The MG3 doesn't just look good inside too, it's comfortable and practical. With a 285 litre boot, which is more than enough for a long weekend, an excellent rear leg and headroom. This is thanks to the long wheelbase and high roof line. In fact, the MG3 has more rear cabin space than a Rover 75 saloon, which is an enormous car in itself. As Matt from Furious Driving put it, I could be in a small cathedral and have less room. Excellent work, MG. I think I might just buy a top hat to demonstrate. The community. For me, part of car ownership is about the community and the people you meet along the way. I'm pleased to report that the MG3 community is thriving and selling more cars than ever before, and every owner absolutely loving their cars. There are a few groups on Facebook that are worth being a part of, such as the MG3 Owners UK and MG3 Owners Club UK, where you can get technical advice, buy spare parts and modifications, and also meet up with other MG3 enthusiasts. Former 2014 MG3 style owner Joseph Lloyd of Lloyd Vehicle Consulting gives us a short testament to the car. I met Joseph 
through MG ownership and the MG community, along with the U YouTube community. My first experience of EMG3 was in late 2016, when it became apparent that my 1996 Rover 216 SLI automatic was not going to be suitable for my then lady friend, now lady wife, to learn to drive in. I looked at my finances and realised that the only suitable modern car with low insurance and the specification I wanted within budget was an MG3. I test drove one at the local MG dealer in Surrey. It was a few weeks later that I ended up doing a deal on the car which we ended up owning for over three years, a 2014 MG3 1.5 style. This early car was very well specified for the modest price and came with things like automatic lights, parking sensors, Bluetooth, DAB radio with USB and aux in and cruise control. MG themselves marketed the car as being £5,000 cheaper than the Ford Fiesta and offering comparable space and equipment which was true at the time. We did have some problems with the car such as trying not to scuff the alloy wheels due to the tyres not really offering any protection from curbing especially as the mirrors had not been converted from left to right hand drive and the body line running down the side of the car, really getting in the way of the almost useless mirrors. Fitting a wide angle mirror helped very much. The worst issue, however, was the fuel pump failing at 48,000 miles and four years old. Being a 2014 car, the warranty had expired some time before, and being stranded by the side of the road on a bank holiday Monday in 31 degrees heat was not much fun especially when the garage who had just serviced it say they could not get to part. I ended up finding one at the franchise dealer in Kent, where I had originally bought the car for £100. Most of the time, however, the car was actually quite well behaved. The pre-2016 cars, like ours, without a start or stop system, were actually assembled at Longbridge in Birmingham from kit shipped over from China, so make of that what you will. It did long trips of around four hours without a break, without any fuss, whilst returning between 42 and 44 miles per gallon. It always had incredibly good handling and steering feel, being one of the few cars to still use hydraulic power steering, which it continues to do so in 2022. It's very spacious, very well styled, both pre and post 2018 facelift, and even had a nice exhaust note. Twice I have been privileged to borrow an MG3 from MG Motor UK. The first time a 2019 model and the second time a 2021 model. While I prefer many things about the pre-facelift cars, the later ones do seem to have more comfortable seats, better sound insulation, much improved interior quality in many areas and much better placement for the controls. Reviews of both of them are on the Lloyd Vehicle Consulting YouTube channel. In summary, an MG3 is a car with a rather mixed reputation. Some people love them, some people hate them, but most owners do seem to have more of a, have a good experience with one than a bad one. Going with a car after January 2018 gives the reassurance of a five-year warranty, and later the same year with a facelifted car, so this extended to seven years. The way the car drives, such as people call the value proposition, are certainly positives, but it would be foolish to say that it was perfect. However, some of its flaws can actually be very endearing, and it is one of the few cars still in production which can be brought to many shows without being refused entry. That says a lot about the MG3's place and the enthusiast's conscience. So thanks a lot for that, Joseph. It was good to have you on the Macklin's Motoring Marvels podcast, 
and I'll see you very shortly next weekend at the MG40 event, along with my MG3. So that, I'm afraid, is the end of today's podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I have enjoyed making it, and hopefully it's not been too long for you. If you've got any suggestions on what you'd like to hear next time, please just drop me a message on Instagram and I'll try and make it happen. If you'd like to catch up with what I'm doing more day to day, please remember to check me out on Instagram. It's just Lewis underscore Mackland and you'll get to see all of my MG adventures and motoring marvels and what's going on. Don't forget, I've also got a YouTube channel called Mackland's Motors where I post um, car reviews and features and car vlog type things so you can see what I'm doing. So thanks again for listening to this podcast and I'll catch you next time. Take care and safety fast.